It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. Welcome to our latest podcast. It is awesome to have so many of you out there listening. I'm Chloe Thomas. I'm the creator of the e-commerce Master Plan. I'm an author, speaker and advisor, and I focus on solving your e-commerce marketing problems. If you've got an e-commerce problem you would like my help to solve, then head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash solve, S-O-L-V-E, where you'll find details of how to go about all that. Now, before we get stuck in, a word from the sponsors of today's episode. Bright Pearl by Sage provides a retail operating system for retailers and wholesalers. Their mission is clear. Automate the back office so you can spend your time and money growing your business fearlessly and without limitations. Their built for retail features tick every box, including inventory management, order management, warehousing, fulfillment, shipping, purchasing, accounting and even retail business intelligence all enabling easy automation to free up your time to focus on growth. Find out more and book a demo at ecmp.info forward slash brightpearl. That's ecmp for e-commerce master plan dot info forward slash brightpearl. Right, let me introduce you to today's special guest. We're joined by Sam Taylor, who is the co-founder of DigiQuick, an online only and marketplace retailer. The business launched in 2006 and they are now the UK sector leader in camera and camcorder accessories. Hello, Sam. Hi, Chloe. Thanks for the introduction. Hello. Hello. It's good to have you here because I know you've got some really interesting um, story and advice to share with the listeners. But let's get started with how you got started in e-commerce. Well, um, as all these things are a little bit by accident, um, I was um, with my partner in London at the time, I think back in the early 2000s. Um, I worked in marketing uh, and Paul, my partner, was a graphic designer um so we were busy doing our london jobs um and then uh, little lauren came along um so i can convinced him uh, to come down to cornwall it wasn't always misty and misly <laughs> so uh, off we did off we went um but we didn't have the same sort of jobs that could support us and there wasn't that number down here so we kind of fell into it by accident, uh, purchasing a battery on eBay, found it was really difficult to find. So ended up going to China um, with a Chinese seller and buying a, a sort of a generic battery from there. And that's where the kind of light bulb moment happened, really, where we thought, well, if we're struggling to find them a UK supplier here, um, then many other people would be as well and you know it was digital cameras and camcorders as more prolific as 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 they are now um so and that's what happened so we we literally bought in about six or seven lines and i it's quite funny i take my little um champagne bottle box that um uh, paul was given on his leaving do uh, and that's basically where our stock went so when i go into schools or i speak to enterprise students i say this is what we started with is that everything <laughs> fitted into here um and that's how we grew so we just grew our lines um 
our SKUs on eBay. Um, this was actually back in 2004. Um, and it just started to grow. We expanded the product line into battery chargers um, and then into adapters and then various sort of little things in between. But we found that our core products were um, our brand was revolving around the cameras and camcorders. Um, so we stayed on eBay uh, for about a year and realized at that point that um, we could we could actually invest into our own website and and go from there. So so eBay was the starting point, and then it was like it was. let's go direct, create a brand. Yeah, absolutely. So the DigiQuick brand was born um, on our own platform, which was <clears throat> I can't remember. I think it was XCOT back in the day, um, <laughs> <laughs> and we ended up putting so many modules onto this basic car experience it, I always felt it was we were just pimping up a car souping it up and then inevitably it would break because we'd put so many things on it um but very early doors um we we realized that um that the products that we actually sold lended themselves very well to um to people landing on specific landing pages so we made sure that we worked hard on google um, and made sure that just because they were sort of generic, che- cheaper alternative to branded goods, that they still look good, that um, the descriptions were exactly what you'd want to see. You know, in when you looked at our com- competition, um, they were coming from a lot of um, Chinese sellers. So we could stand out in the market by making sure, you know, it was a fresh, clean uh look and that's obviously something that Paul could bring with his design background um so we launched the the website um which went well and then actually we started uh, sort of moving into Amazon uh, at the time and we made the decision to come off eBay um and we just focused on those two platforms and you're still not on on um, eBay now no, we didn't go back to eBay, um, actually. Uh, the reasons sort of back in the, the, the time when we made that decision was was about the amount of time it was taking to, to deal with customers on that platform. We felt that they were very much more price sensitive, price aware. I'd be dealing with emails um, to do with taking, you know, tiny pennies off um, off of an already yeah. cheap product. Um, and in terms of the time it was taking to fulfill that side of that channel, when you weighed it up, actually, it was taking more time um, relevant to, to what we could be doing. Um, so we made the decision to come off that channel. And that was quite difficult, actually, because when when your sales have come from some started off 100% on a channel mm-hmm. and you know there's business there and you know there's revenue to be made, but actually, the time it was taking to to, to deal individually with customers, um, we just felt it was compared to Amazon and our own channel. I think it was about ten sort of product queries to one um, wow. on the other channels. Yeah, so we said goodbye, um, and also at the time, and I'm and I'm sure it's different now, but. Um, we felt that it was very difficult to compete with the Chinese sellers. Um, obviously, they had different sort of tax uh, 
legislation. Mm -hmm. They had different postage legislation. So actually we took ourselves out of that. And instead of having a race to the bottom in terms of pricing, um, we wanted to take control and, and, and do it on our own platform. So let's talk about the business as it is right now. Let's start off with the platform because you're not in, on Xcart anymore, are you? <laughs> no, I think this is the fourth or fifth iteration of the website. Fourth, I think. Um, so we went on, we went bespoke at one point, completely mm. bespoke, um, and that was just before the the design team actually brought out kind of agile methodology which would have been a bit more helpful to the to the launch of that site it was always been really difficult actually to 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 convey to um website designers what the the business is about essentially you know it's not as easy as saying we sell a pen this is the color of the pen yeah. um because it is you know a product but it's also people search for um, we'll search for the specific code on that battery, but that battery could fit hundreds of different camera models. So people mm -hmm. understanding how people search, um, so they could put in, you know, Canon PowerShot SX blah 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 battery. Um, so we've got to make sure we understand that keyword and and land them on the right page. But they also might search for the same battery, but actually. The, the code of what that's known for mm -hmm. so it's it's not a difficult sort of concept really but actually to design and build a site and take that requirement and that functionality in um was uh, was quite challenging in a couple of the iterations um and the last one was built on magento um with a big flashy agency <laughs> and we had huge hopes um, straight away uh, for it. And then the, the day we launched, our revenue went down 40%. <gasps> yeah. So you are, you kind of, when you think you're investing thing and you're thinking I'm making a better website, it's better designed, it's yeah. better functionality. Everything's going to be better. I, you know, at the worst, I kind of felt, Oh, just be the same. Um, but it just, it kind of went, oh my God, you know, wow, we've, we're going to have to pull our socks up. And when these little crises happen, you just work hard and you, you know, that's when we really brought our Amazon listings up to date. Um, so it, it, it was a disaster at the time, but actually, you know, we turned it around and made it into a positive. In terms of you put some effort into Amazon to up that and then presumably you fixed the Magento site as well. Yeah, I think at the time it was all to do with site speed, page loading, all of those fun things that Google mm -hmm. yeah. really like you not to be good at. Um, so yeah, and, and we've had that site um, for about five years now. Um, but it's a, it, it is a really interesting business um, from the point of view that it's a very transactional products. So um, when we speak, when we speak to the customers, they just want um, their, their 15 pound battery sent to them quickly. And that's it. They don't, we don't need to, we need to find them on Google and, um, and Amazon on their search sort of terms. And we do that very well, but, they're not really looking for a relationship with us. They're not looking for, um, you know, how the battery 
looks outside in this with the mm-hmm. sunset behind it and we we have sort of gone into social media and tried to focus on you know what you actually what our products are used for and they're used for holidays being able to capture memories things like that but once we you know there's two year warranty on all of our products so they don't come back um for a f- couple of years anyway so 90 five percent of our customers are all new customers um apart from our sort of business to business side the wholesale so Mm -hmm. so yeah it's um but it's it's very interesting to to look at how e-commerce has developed from you know since we started doing it in 2003 on ebay uh to now and the fads and the thing and and i feel confident enough with the business to actually say that doesn't that doesn't work for us and our customers. So I don't need to be tweeting every two minutes about this, that and the other. I think um, that, that's one of the key things about being successful in any business is realizing what isn't going to work for you. Mm. Or or even if you, you know, even if you have tested it, like you did with eBay, you know, you had eBay running and then you realised actually the margin isn't here, so we're gonna have to stop it. It's it's knowing when to say no to stuff as as much as it is knowing when to say yes to things. Yeah, absolutely. And you do have to be a bit brave. And when I speak to fellow retailers, um, a lot of people struggle with how much they feel they've got to be specialists and experts in. They need to be on top of you know their Google feeds, their Instagram, their the the new things that are coming out with Facebook, um, Tag Manager for Google, you know mm. all of these other things. Um, there's a place for knowing what actually um, will give you the best return for your time. And some things you've just got to go. Well, you know, good for whoever else is doing it, but I can't focus on it right now. It's just not spreading yourself too thinly. I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, let's. Before we, we dive off into all of that, uh, let's just tie down a couple of other things about the current business. So uh, you're in the UK. Are you only selling to the UK or are you selling overseas as well? <laughs> no, we are. The Royal Mail about four years ago decided that the products that we sell are dangerous goods, mm-hmm. um, which means um, for a further barrier to entry to our <laughs> to our market, uh, that the Royal Mail won't accept batteries in the post. So uh, everything has to be um, with specific couriers. Not every courier will accept batteries now. Um, so it's it stops our international. Um, sales Mm -hmm. to a certain point um so the way we're getting around that um we are using couriers we've had to increase the price as in as with everyone in with our competitors but we're working with amazon vendor now to um with them to take the stock they've got much better couriers much better relationship they know it's called a hazmat product they know it's um the classification of it um so what our market and the products that we sell you would say are in a declining market uh with the advent of apple launching its phones in 2010 mm-hmm. uh, actually was it 2000? yeah 2010 um meant that for us we kind of thought oh my god you know the the sky's got dark all of a sudden the clouds are looming and i've i 
I've been saying for, you know, three or four years, oh, you know, that's, that's, it's, it's not going to last. It's not going to last. And actually what's happened is that, yes, there's less cameras being sold. There's less camcorders being sold. But um, what I hadn't really anticipated, and, and it's hard to anticipate because I, you know, I, I'm a marketer. I know the product life cycle goes mm. this and that. And actually what happened is that lots of our competitors left the market. They left yeah. the market because they were not prepared to make all the changes that are needed um, with the Royal Mail. Mm-hmm. Um, shipping them in is much more difficult, more time consuming and costly um, because of um, the the sort of the embargo on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, where we found ourselves in is is a very interesting position. People aren't really joining our market because actually it's quite difficult to operate um, yeah. with these products. So our market share has grown since the sort of 2012 time. It's actually grown. So the number of sales has probably lessened um, from from where we were, but actually we're getting. Uh, much larger market share which is quite interesting actually um so I never kind of have to look over my shoulder at the moment she says (laughs) (laughs) you you never know when new entrants kind of join a market in other um sectors I guess but it's it's pretty unique feeling really but it it, and the important thing is to know what stage of the product life cycle your industry is in or the industry Mm. life cycle your industry is in uh because that massively affects some of the strategic decisions within the business, doesn't it? It's like if you know that consumers are moving away from devices that have replaceable batteries, then it becomes, right, this is a declining market. Let's approach it in the way we would de- approach a declining market, which is to maximise revenue, minimise cost, yeah, not to try every bright, shiny marketing bauble that comes along every five minutes it's kind kind of as long as you're disciplined enough to understand the market you're in there's still a huge amount of money and especially profit to make in it absolutely you know it's it's essentially a cash cow um which i used to read about in the marketing books um but that's what we're exactly what we're doing uh we're not spending tens of thousands of pounds on new websites um fulfillment uh plugins this that and the other it's mm-hmm. it literally is running you know making sure that our catalogs our feeds everything's up to date so when when you go onto google we'll be we'll be right up top there um you'll see us in the shopping it's the first thing you'll see for it whatever you look for and there's at one point we had a quarter of a million different search terms taking all the variants of cameras mm-hmm. um so that was quite a, a, an ad <laughs> it was quite a, a managed <laughs> campaign in adwords yeah um you'll see us top there you'll see us up there organically um we've obviously been pushed down with the marketplaces um but you know our one of our organic listings will will be our amazon product so so that's what we focus on that's that's you know to get as much coverage on those keywords to make sure they land um either on our amazon page or or obviously on our own website and you mentioned we a few times there so what's your team looking like who's in-house and what are you outsourcing um 
we we outsource a, a lot in terms of well we have our development guide that we work with um it's one of your summit guests uh rob edlin from yep. nudix we've we've had a very strong relationship with him um for many many years he's 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 been our savior um and enabled us to really understand google so if there's any kind of new products that are coming out that google wants to test we're usually a guinea pig um which is never a bad thing especially when you're in that cash cow space absolutely so some things haven't worked over the years you know one of the things that our our industry our products don't really do well in is remarketing um on google um nobody really wants to be followed around by a battery (laughs) if they want it they'll buy it you know as long as we provide them with all of the the credibility um and that feeling of security so making sure we have our independent reviews up there making sure you know that that they have a very they find what they want and that's it's quick they can check out um and they're done so so you know there's things we've tested and and things that haven't worked um we have a couple of people doing um our fulfillment um and and paul and i still work not not full-time on the business because we don't need to anymore um but we're still in the business obviously we still need stock the customers need sort of talking to um but if you provide what you say you're going to provide and you provide it quickly, actually um, we don't have many customer service issues, which is great. And I, I like that as well. You've gone, I like the fact you say we're both still in the business, but we're not full time on it anymore. Because I think that's something which it's really easy not to realise is that it's no longer a 40 hour a week business. Yeah. It's a, and this goes the same for people who are growing businesses as well, who just put, diligently put in those seven days a week or those five days a week when actually the useful time is only two or three days and they could be doing something else for the rest of the time for what they're getting back absolutely and it is for us a lifestyle business i am looking at other sort of products um to to sell at the same time because again we know the product lifestyle that you know we're in a good place now but you've got to constantly innovate and if it's not in the products related to this business you know other things um but yes we we make sure we have time we live in a beautiful part of the world um and if the sun's shining we'll get the kayak out and we'll have a little kayak about um and it 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 upsets me a little bit to see i have friends that are retailers as well and they've been in their business for a long long time and and i fear for some of their health i think they it's too stressful the the you know, I worry about some of the decisions and that's not what a business should be about. You know, I I think in the first year or two, definitely should be that, that stress should be front loaded right there. Um, and of course, you, you need to work hard, but it's you also need to have a vision at the start of where you want to be um, in a number of years time else what's the point you could work for someone else and not have the stress and the money problems and everything that's associated with it. Exactly. It's like, uh, you know, there are technically there are businesses, but it's not really a business unless it's somebody wants to buy what it's offering. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time people seem to almost say it's not quite banging their heads against a brick wall, but they just seem to be persevering in a direction that's not going to 
yeah. ever come true. And yes, there is a window of time when you do have to persevere because you've got to let people know you exist and, and all the rest of it. But it's um, if it's not working, at some mm. point you just have to go, actually, there's more to life than running a business that no one wants to buy from or yeah, not and, enough and people want to absolutely. buy from. Absolutely. And you have to step back, but it, it is getting the right people involved in your business. So getting experts, investing in those people, um, not employing them. I, I don't employ sort of experts because when you employ them, they don't stay expert for long because the beauty of, of having a consultant or someone specialised in a field is that they speak to lots of other people and mm. suck up a lot of knowledge and they give that back to you. So that's, you know, that's always been something that, that we believe in. Um, it, I, I must say it's not been plain sailing. I don't want it to come <laughs> we've just worked hard for a couple of years you know we've been hacked we've had you know there's we've launched a site that has lost us a huge amount of revenue you know uh, there's there's been product failures that you know once we tested when they're here we've had you know we do go out and see our suppliers um in china and germany but you know we've been let down by suppliers you know there are things that come out that you know you don't plan for you can't really plan for um so that you know obviously there's there's that to 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 consider as well um but on balance you know it it, it's working at the moment which is always never a bad thing to be able to say is it it's currently working we're liking it right now (laughs) and i think you've got to be honest you know and i i think it's a it's a it can be a lonely business so you know it i try and take a chance to go and network and and it's hard for retailers to go and network because we're busy (laughs) we don't feel we we could have that luxury of time to go and speak to other people um but actually opening up and being honest and at various times of my career from you know I've we've got three children now um when we were launching um one of our websites I was you know breastfeeding whilst talking to web developers at ridiculous times you know it it hasn't been plain sailing at all um it but it but those kind of happen you know within parts of your life that are stressful or take a lot of time anyway so and it is difficult to kind of balance and, and juggle so I enjoy talking to to other business owners and and saying well, what's your struggle because it's nice if they sort of if I can say my struggles and and if they're in that situation at the time maybe they feel there's a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, it's very therapeutic, <laughs> isn't it? Even if no one's got any answers, just to be able yeah. to share it with someone who understands because often we're surrounded by people who don't understand, and then yeah. you just get frustrated trying to explain it to them and constantly going. No, no, that wouldn't work. Uh, and, then, and then they get annoyed because you keep telling them no. And then it just they all... watch one episode of Dragon's Den and they're like, oh, <laughs> I've got this. Yeah. Why <laughs> my don't you mum do... comes up with, like, I, if I don't get a monthly email with my mother's um, business ideas. <laughs> uh, but yes, no, everyone, yeah, unless you're in that situation, unless you've run your own business, um, you don't quite know. And I look back on myself as an employee when I sort of worked for the um, for an agency or for a company, and and I didn't appreciate the challenges that the business owners were going through. Um, so it's a tricky one. 
It is. But look, I think we should go into the top tips round now. And um, before we dive into the top tips, here's... Bright Pearl by Sage provides a retail operating system for retailers and wholesalers. Their mission is clear. Automate the back office so you can spend your time and money growing your business fearlessly and without limitations. Their built-for retail features tick every box, including inventory management, order management, warehousing, fulfilment, shipping, purchasing, accounting and even retail business intelligence all enabling easy automation to free up your time to focus on growth. Find out more and book a demo at ecmp.info forward slash brightpearl. That's ecmp for e-commerce master plan dot info forward slash brightpearl. Experience to your customers. Learn more at brightpearl.com. I like this section because it gives all of us, me, the listeners and everybody else out there, some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So Sam, first up, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? It's a bit of a classic, um, but actually Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg, the CEO of Facebook. Um, Going back to that that kind of openness honesty I think it was really important for someone of that stature to come out and and say you know I have I feel feelings of self-doubt failings vulnerability um personally I've you know I felt it when I was pregnant working a agency with my first and I had terrible terrible morning sickness and and you know, my boss certainly didn't understand at all. I've I've met women. I've I've been to massive presentations where a, a, an owner of a huge web agency um, was talking about her business. Popped up a picture of her her children and just you know cried her eyes out. Um, I've I've somebody I know worked as a board director at Nike. Um, and would cry in the toilets in some international workshop um, because they're missing, you know, a sports day or, you know, something like that. So as a business owner and as a woman and as a mother, I I sympathise and, and definitely champion talking more about that. Um, you never feel you're doing um, right either by your business or your family sometimes. And, you know, you feel it's sometimes it's quantity over quality and you're you're letting things slip so reading that i think is important and the traffic top tip which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves um i would certainly say the the thing that i find isn't talked about very very much is just having the reviews the independent reviews when people don't actually come across your brand very much or haven't actively searched out your brands. They've, as they do in our um, sector, they actually are looking for that product and they'll land on your site. Um, A little quick ability to see what other customers have said about you to make sure that you are credible and secure um, just allows people it just converts more people in you know from browsing to sales so that that's definitely my underestimated um pick 
Excellent. Okay, then the tool top tip. Maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Uh, well, back in the day, I was actually a project manager. So I have lists galore. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan of agile methodology. So you'll find um, in my office uh, a massive, great big whiteboard and post-it notes everywhere. And and they're kind of my big ideas my that, that will go on one side. The things I need to do sort of kind of in the week or in the day and then things get moved around as to whether it's been achieved um i really enjoy i really subscribe to that minimum viable product um idea within mm-hmm. agile which is very much of just having an idea um, and i've done this i've had an idea and i've gone crazy with it and i've just gone Da-da! i've not asked people particularly i've not ask people in the industry I've just kind of presumed things so actually things would have worked out better had I just done a little bit maybe um, not a website just a Facebook page for instance and then just kind of build build on once you've tested it and revised it so um, and a friend of mine actually wrote a book about that um, being agile in business uh, by Belinda Waldock. So I've kind of gone back to the book bit. <laughs> that's cool. We'll we'll add that back into the book to the book <laughs> bit because that's a that's a good one to share. I had one of those MVP moments the other the other week. I uh, I came up with what I thought was the coaching packages structure to end all coaching packages structure. Put it in front of my Get More Customers Club, and yeah. the genuine response was. This is terrible, Chloe. So that that saved me a lot of half heartache putting it in yeah. front of people, didn't it? <laughs> Absolutely, I, and that's brilliant. You know, I think to 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 do that to to bring something to to people that will you know you want to to be interested in it and to get their genuine feedback. Sometimes it's hard to hear, but it always saves a lot of time and heartache. It does, yeah, it does save so much effort. Right, uh, we are mm. we are getting distracted away from the top tip. So let's go back to them. Um, the growth top tip: If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from one hundred orders per month to one thousand, what would be your number one tip for them? Well, I do actually see people um, as as well as doing um, DigiQuick. I have I've, I've launched a retail consultancy. Um, with another fellow retailer um, and that is for online and offline so um, different channels so I do actually speak to quite a few people and the one thing I do say to to people that are um, e-commerce retailers specifically is is to get your Google merchant feed right Um, it is so important the amount of people that I see that either don't have a feed, don't know about it, or certainly haven't had it optimised. Um, it is such a quick win. Um, I can't say it enough. <laughs> I bet you say the same to people. Yeah. Um, so, yes, that would be my absolutely top, top tip. Excellent. And now, Masterplan World, you can find those top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, where you'll see a link to this show. Now, Sam, before we say goodbye, do you want to let the listeners know where they can find you and DigiQuick on the web and social media, please? Yeah, absolutely. So um, our website is digi-quick.co.uk. So all your battery and charger needs there. Um, And um, also my 
retail consultancy is the retail fixes um and you can find that on facebook um so yes that's where i am excellent i'm really glad you mentioned the retail fixes because you guys have got a really nice mix of hands-on physical store and online store knowledge haven't you yeah, um, my partner, uh, Mish, um, she is a fantastic award-winning retailer. I feel very lucky to to, to learn from her as well. Um, she has uh, her own store as well as um, her marketplace and, and e-commerce business. And it's been really interesting when we speak to clients um, about visual merchandising and store layouts and things that I've never come across before. I find it really interesting. Um, so, so yes, that's that's kind of what we're what we're doing at the moment. Speaking at, at lots of different shows, um, workshops, and 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 dealing with customers. So that that's and that kind of keeps me really aware of what other people are doing as well. Um, but it's good to be able to to give it a bit of experience after however long we've been doing it. <laughs> and that's uh, that's a Facebook page, isn't it? At the moment, so. it is. Yeah, again with the um, with that the kind of the minimum viable product, um, we went with a Facebook page because um, as it's so newly launched, um, we're not exactly sure what people are responding to most, and we'll do the packages based on what people are asking for most. Um, so instead of prescribing things on a website and saying this is what you can have, actually, if we'd launched a website with this is what you can have nobody's actually asked for that they've asked for things completely differently so there will be a website um but um it's in planning excellent well i'll add links to all of that too and everything else we talked about in the show notes masterplan world you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast or head to the website click on the podcast tab or use the search box sam thank you so much for coming on the show today it's been fascinating talking to you and um, i'm sure the listeners will have enjoyed it too so thank you no worries thanks for having me great there to hear from a business which are not kind of surfing a wave of growth but rather surfing a wave of profitability as they go into that cash cow mentality of we know the customer's desire for our products is declining so let's make the most of of the the whatever many years we have left in this product set which is such a different mindset to what we normally talk about on the podcast but such an important one lots of great advice there from sam um she's an absolute star and really really does know her stuff do let me know that what you think. Join in the discussion in our Facebook group, which you can find via ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Facebook. Have a great week and keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at e